Welcome to Family Money Coaching with Laura Coleman, your financial coach, preparing couples financially for adoption and fertility. Today's interview is with Melinda Simmons, and we're going to be discussing how Johnny Swim was a catalyst in helping their family receive a 15000 donation towards their adoption. They also funded their adoption not only through Bonfire, Instagram, but Chipstarter, the Hogwarts Running Club, Rods Racing, and Reese's Rainbow. We learned from Melinda about her awesome story. Uh, they're matched with a little boy from China. He's almost two years old at the end of this month and they are looking forward to this upcoming early spring, late winter so they can bring home their little boy from China. I truly admire everything that they did to raise the $36,000 that they need to adopt their little boy, Ezra. And as you listen to today, I hope that you're inspired and receive the hope that you need along your journey. Our story is kind of a long and winding one. And it um, so I always kind of struggle to um, find a place to, to start, like a good starting point to tell our story. We, when we, decided on an agency, it was because um, the little guy that we wanted to pursue was with that agency. And um, actually, when we first, and feel free to stop me if I'm like jumping the gun on another question you want or something like that. But when we first started the process, we we knew we wanted to pursue Down syndrome adoption. um, But we had decided initially on domestic adoption because we were scared of the financial side Mm -hmm. of international adoption. And really, that's the only reason. Really, what it was is that we were not being faithful to what God was actually calling us to do, because in my heart, I knew it was supposed to be China. Um, And really, I think my husband, Jason, did too. But we were um, just kind of allowing ourselves to be kind of held captive by the fear of, I mean, we don't have, you know, $25,000, $30,000, $35,000 just playing around, you know, just waiting for a purpose. And so at the beginning, when we started our home study, we uh, were planning on domestic adoption. But again, I just had that kind of little uh, voice in the back of my head saying, you know, okay, but this is not, you know, this is not where you're going to end up. And um, during that time, my husband actually leads a mission trip to East Asia. And um, so we had traveled to East Asia. We've been there twice. After the second trip, this was back in May. So we had already started the adoption uh, process, but then we traveled. I just, I came home and I just knew I, and I just came to my husband in tears one day and said, we're supposed to adopt from China. I have no idea how we're going to do it. And I'm just bawling because I'm super emotional. And he is like very calm, cool and collected. And so he looks at me and he's, and I expect him to be like, but I think we're supposed to do domestic. And he was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're all calm about it. At that point, we switched our focus to um, adopting from China. Then I started, you know, I, I had been connected with several people on Facebook that advocate for waiting children um, from China. In the course of, of going through one of those, like one of her posts, there was a collage of faces uh, of probably, I don't know, 12 or 15 faces of children that were waiting. And there was one face that stuck out to me. It wasn't the immediate like, oh my goodness, this is my son. You know, it wasn't that type of a thing. Um, But a face definitely stuck out to me. And I just thought, oh, you know, it just kind of like just a little bit of a zing, but you know. So um, later that day, I had gotten an email from our home study agency um, that said, because we had let them know that we were now in, uh, 
wanting to change gears and, and do international adoption. And she had sent me some profiles. And in looking at another profile, I actually came across the profile of the picture that had zinged me. Um, and as soon as I looked at his profile, I felt very strongly that, that this was our son. Um, my husband, and I'm just going to be perfectly honest about all of this with you. Um, my husband struggled because there were so many profiles. There were so many waiting children in the age range we were looking for that had Down syndrome. And he just really struggled with how in the world do we pick a child? And he, mm -hmm. he struggled with the whole concept of, of picking a child, you know, for one thing. And, and um, so finally it just had to, for him, um, it just had to come down to just know, for one thing, knowing that there's not a wrong choice. I mean, they all, you know, they all need homes. Right. And, and then trusting that I felt like this was the child that, that God was leading us to. And that's really been, you know, in this whole process. Um, I'm so thankful to have my husband because it seems like when I am, am struggling, he can come in and say, well, this is what I feel like God's telling me. And, and, you know, so I rely on that when I'm struggling and vice versa, you know? Um, and so at that point we began pursuing him and, and then we got our um, pre-approval for adopting him and we're officially matched with him. And then we're now just waiting to get our dossier to China so that we can get our um, letter of approval and we'll make it even more um, solid. So awesome. Yeah. So how much did you have to come up with? financially? So the total is going to be around $36,000. We really didn't even know until recently, like we did, we really didn't. And maybe it was like fear of what it might be, but we didn't even like sit down and like add it up. And so like when I knew I was coming on your podcast and it talks about like, like you're really good with finances and stuff. I thought, Oh my goodness. It like really makes me intimidated because my husband and I are good with finances now, but we got married young. He was a week away from turning 19 and I was 20 when we got married and we made horrible financial choices at the beginning of our marriage, like got every credit card you can possibly get, like just did everything wrong. And so, um, so we always joke that, that or not always joke, but like since, I told my husband I was coming on your podcast. He was like, well, this is really humorous. We're great now. We, we, don't, we don't have any credit cards. We, have, we don't have anything like that. But, you know, from the beginning of this, we were determined to do it debt-free. Good for you. Um, that's uh, just be, only because that is what God laid on our hearts, not yeah. because we think that's what everyone should do. Um, yeah but because of our history with credit and the fact that we have not had a credit card in, we don't even have an emergency credit card um, and we haven't had one in a decade. Um, so um, we just really felt strongly like God wanted us to do this debt free and he wanted us to just say, okay, we're going to do the, you show us what you can do. And it was really scary because um, we have several friends that have adopted and many of them have taken out um, a loan for the adoption or used a credit card. And so we knew that was an option. And we even discussed at the beginning, um, maybe we should just go ahead and, and get a credit card just in case something comes up. And again, and that was me, that was my fear coming into place. And it was Jason that said, no, I, he didn't say no, as in like, he vetoed me, but he, he just said, I don't, I don't feel like that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. I, I feel like for us, God has a different story to tell with our process. And so I said, yes, but it, and it sounds like all great and whatever. It was really scary. I mean, it was really scary to say, okay, we are jumping into this process. We don't have a nest egg. We, we don't have 
anything saved up, we are literally reliant on God providing the funds in order to make this happen. And right before we started this process, I was listening to a podcast and I heard a quote from someone that said, if it's God's will, then it's God's bill and you don't need to worry about it. And so I have clung to those words. I have spoken those words to people. I have spoken those words to myself. I have written those words down so many times just to remind myself if God wants this to happen, then it's his responsibility to pay for it. It's not mine. So I just keep taking the steps forward and I trust that he will provide. Um, so initially what that looked like um, was us thinking, okay, so my husband with his job, he gets quarterly bonuses and you know, generally we use those for like living. It's not like they're like extra money. You know, we use yeah. those for, for food and bills and clothing for our kids and you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but we thought, you know, we determined what we could use out of that to pay things. And that's what we did initially. Like that's how we paid for our, our home study and the, the payments that come along at the very beginning of the process were covered by just out of our own pocket with our own finances. And then we started fundraising. Um, I don't know if you want me to get into all that. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, tell me about your favorite fundraising activity. Okay. So for sure, my favorite fundraising activity was bracelet sales. Um, I had a small little jewelry shop um, on Instagram, oh, like four or five years ago, and I would make beaded bracelets and things. And so when we were brainstorming fundraisers, um, I knew that that I was going to at least try to to do a bracelet fundraiser, and so I designed a bracelet that represented Down syndrome, and and I thought, well, we'll just see, you know, how how it goes. And I was selling them for ten dollars a piece. I was hoping to sell like I don't know, maybe fifty, seventy five. You know, um, I ended up selling three hundred bracelets. That is fantastic. Yes, it was it was amazing. Um, it was friends buying them, church family buying them, friends of friends and friends of church family and people that I did not even know that were messaging me wanting to buy six, seven, eight bracelets at a time. And so basically like the, the whole month of July and into August, I was making bracelets. I, I handmade every bracelet and, um, and searching all over. Like I was literally getting my supplies like when Michael's or Hobby Lobby would have a sale on their beads that I would just go in and clear out like these specific types of beads and my husband travels for work. And so he would like go like every Michael's or Hobby Lobby, he would come across, he's like going getting beads and you know, stuff like that. But, um, so that, that fundraiser, we did other things as well. We did, um, a t-shirt sale with bonfire, which is super easy. That's a really easy way um, to do a fundraiser and it was fine. I mean, it paid for, um, one of the applications. I think the application, maybe the application for, um, our Madison adoption associates is who we're using for our, our placing agency. But, you know, it just seemed like in those beginning stages, every time a financial need would come up, God would provide even through random donations, which was the crazy thing. Um, I had sweet Instagram friends, who, and I will never forget this one that I, we had connected through adoption, uh, probably a hashtag like adoption hashtag on, on social media, on Instagram. And she, we had only known each other on Instagram for like a month. She had gone to her friends who she knew had a heart for adoption and sent me $600. 
That's awesome. And I mean, just, just things like that, that were just, I had heard of this happening for my friends, but honestly, I thought, well, that happened for them, but that's not going to happen for me. Who's going to randomly send me, you know, any money at all. And yeah. it has happened multiple times, multiple times. And, um, so that's how things were going, you know, at the beginning. And that's what kind of got us about halfway through the process. It was coming along, but it was also stressful because, you know, all these things have been paid for. And it's kind of that balance where you like, you're thankful that God is providing step by step, but selfishly part of you also wishes that he would just like, you know, do something big. Right. And then the chip started thinking along. <laughs> so so yeah. How did you find out about Chipstar? Um, so last year, um, in 2017, in October, my husband and I went down to Waco to Magnolia to Celebration. They have um, Celebration every year. Um, I think they've done it for three or four years now, um, where they celebrate the opening of the silos down there. They have a big celebration and they have a concert on Friday and Saturday night. Um, there's a band called Johnny Swim that always plays, and I. I love that band. So last year, my husband and I actually went down there just for a getaway weekend, mostly because I wanted to go hear Johnny Swim. I knew of Chip and Joanna Gaines, but we weren't at that point like avid um, fixer-upper people or anything like that. Um, but we just used it as a getaway. So we went down. Well, that was the first year that Chip did Chip Starter, and it, was, uh, it coincided with his release of his book, Capital Gains. And so we were in the audience on Friday night and we saw them give out checks to, to three people on Friday night. Um, and then we knew that they had given away checks to three people on Saturday night as well. And so that's the first time I had heard about Chipstarter. So fast forward a year later and, and this is the crazy thing. And this is just how God works. Um, I was at work one day, I'm a worship minister at a church and, um, I was in a staff meeting and I started getting texts saying, Melinda, I just saw your face in a video on Magnolia. And so I start researching that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, they had done a promo video for Chipstarter 2.0 using footage from last year. And sure enough, there was a crowd shot and, and, and it was like a couple seconds long clip. But in that clip, they, they like one face is in focus and the rest is not in focus. And my face was the face that was in focus. <laughs> and so at that point, I just in like, it just clicked in my head and I just said out loud, Oh, Chip Gaines is going to help us bring Ezra home. People started laughing at me. <laughs> Everyone laughed at me. Nobody was like, Oh, I believe that too, Melinda. It would have been really cool if they were. <laughs> but everyone just kind of laughed and was like, oh, Okay, Melinda. Yeah. And I just, knew it. I just believed it in my heart. So that's how, I mean, we already knew about it from the previous year, but that's how we knew that, that they were actually going to do it again. And so at that point we uh, decided to submit a video. Um, but during that process, um, like in between when we found out that you could submit a video and when we actually did, we also got provided in another crazy way in that um, when we were matched with our son, the lady that I follow on, on Facebook that advocates for children waiting in China, um, she posts something called Families Down Friday and, and she'll post their picture. Well, so, so when we were officially matched, um, she posted his picture. She doesn't give any personal information. She'll just say these children have been matched with families. And someone commented on, on our son's picture and said, isn't he one of the magical seven? 
from Rods Racing and Hogwarts Running Club. And I'm, and I'm, I'm just looking at these comments going, okay, I don't know what this is. So I do some digging and find out that he has randomly been selected. He had an account on Reese's Rainbow, for one thing, um, which I did not even know until this, this moment, um, which Reese's Rainbow is a great uh, organization if you're looking to, um, well, to find children that are waiting for homes. And, and many of them already have several thousand dollars um, uh, waiting with them, like to make the adoption process easier. But um, we found out that, that actually uh, he was going to receive a grant um, from Hogwarts Running Club, which does virtual 5Ks several times a year and raises money for different organizations. Um, and then the funds would be dispersed through Rods Racing, which um, Racing for Orphans with Down Syndrome. Um, again, they do virtual 5Ks and um, they are a wonderful organization that raises money to help uh, kids get home to families. Um, so we found out that he was, we were also getting a grant from them that he had just randomly been chosen. Um, so um, honestly, when it came time to make the video, um, I second guessed whether or not we should do it because my biggest prayer in all of this is that God is glorified through the process and not just through the bringing home of our son, but through the the process of what it takes to get him home. And the, the bracelet sales had spoken to my heart so much because people could walk alongside us that couldn't afford to do very much, if that makes sense. So we had you know, I, there, I will not forget there was a single mom in our church that wanted to buy a bracelet. And I know for a fact that paying $10 for something like a bracelet is a sacrifice for her. And it was hard for me to even take her $10 because I knew that it was a sacrifice, but I also knew that she wanted to walk alongside us in this journey. And so, you know, then when I thought of, well, I mean, we're going to ask Chip Gaines for this chunk of money. It, God, is that what you want to do? And if you don't want to do it, don't do it. And I'm okay. You know? Yeah. And so we decided to go ahead and submit the video because it had come about in such a, a crazy way. Um, but literally my prayer was, I, I believe you're going to do this, but also if you don't do it, I, it's okay. Because yeah. he had just been providing in such unique ways all along. Um, so we did submit the video. Um, it went through, we found out it was, um, you know, it goes through moderation. So you have to follow like specific guidelines and stuff like that. And, um, and we got the notification saying that it was officially entered in the contest. And then we waited for, um, I don't know, I think it was like two or three weeks before we found out whether or not we were, um, actually finalists. Let me ask you a quick question. Did yes. You professionally get your video done or did you do it on your own? Oh, we did it on our own, and it was the worst video in the history of all videos. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I literally, so we did it. So like I said, I'm a, I'm a worship minister, so I'm at church. And we recorded it on a Sunday at the very last minute because we were praying about whether or not we actually wanted to do it. Um, so Sundays for me, I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm at church at 7 a.m. for band rehearsal. I'm at church until 1230 um, because we have two services. And then we're back at church because we um, lead live groups with our, our youth um, on Sunday night. So I'm back at church at 5. So we had uh, until 830. And so we have like a very short window on Sunday afternoons. Um, but we needed to get this video done. We were trying to get it done before we headed back to church. 
And like, if you could have seen the outtakes, you would have thought this couple probably doesn't need any more children or like, I'm not even sure they're going to make it because <laughs> they're really not nice to each other. Um, it was <laughs> like me telling my husband, I told you, you need to say blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I don't remember what to say. <laughs> so in my opinion, it's, I look like kind of a maniac. Um, I'm talking really fast and like my face is real close to the camera. I'm using my hands a lot. And then I think my husband is trying to like balance my crazy. And so he's like almost too laid back and he looks like he might fall asleep. I don't know. It was all really just finally after like 85 takes, we were like, okay, we, this is the video we're submitting. And, um, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to have to just be yep. all over this because I just don't know. So no, yeah, that long answer to your question, but no, it was 85 not. 85 takes. I, I love like, that you, it took 85 takes. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, it, it could have been less or more. I just, 85 is my number that I always say. Like, so just when I don't know, it's 85. So yeah, and you know, I saw other videos. Well, before we found out if we were finalists, you know, you can go on the website and you can watch different videos. And there were some beautiful videos. And I thought, well, okay, this isn't going to happen because yeah. if it's based on video quality, you know, and also the fact that there were so many beautiful dreams that people have. And that was just yeah. the criteria. It was like, do you have a dream? What is your dream? What's your big dream? Tell us your big dream and what it would take to get there. You know, that's really what it was. And, and I just thought, do I even want my dream to be chosen? Because there are so many I mean, so many people that want to do amazing things in the world. I mean, it was just awesome just to see what everybody wanted to do. But again, you know, we're, we wanted to be obedient and we felt like God wanted us to turn this video in. So we did it with, with, um, I mean, I still felt like it was going to happen, but at the same time I thought it's going to have to continue to be supernatural stuff because if it's based on the video, then it's going to be a big old no, I think. Yeah. But Did they call you personally? Did you get an email or letter in the mail? So what they told us was that we would get an email. And I think some people did get emails based on the other, um, the other winners that I talked to. Um, but we were supposed to find out on a Monday. And so I waited all day long. And then we found out there had been more entries than what they had originally told us. Um, and so they needed a couple more days to decide because they literally watched every single video. And there were 3,500 videos that were submitted. Wow. And um, so they said it'll be Wednesday. So Wednesday, all day long, I'm just busying myself at home all day, wait, checking my emails like a maniac. Um, I, I just remember praying, God, if this doesn't happen, just let me continue to be the kind of person that believes that you can do crazy things, that you can do these amazing things. And I didn't know it, but my husband was praying the same thing for me while he was at work. He was like, God, just protect her heart. Don't let this affect her if it doesn't turn out the way she thinks it's going to. And I was getting ready to go pick my kids up from school and my phone rang and the caller ID said, Waco, Texas. And I just literally started saying, no, 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 out loud. Nobody was home. I was just saying no. And then I thought, okay, well, maybe I should answer the phone. So I answered the phone expecting just to hear, you know, maybe somebody from Magnolia. And I heard, hey, is this Melinda? And I said, yes. And I heard, hey, it's Chip Gaines. How are you? <laughs> and it was Chip. And I screamed, no, it's not. <laughs> And he was like, well, yes, it is. And I think I was like, no, <laughs> like, I think I said no, like maybe three or four more times. 
and I could hear people laughing in the background. So I think other people were listening to the conversation and it wasn't so much that like, I mean, it was kind of crazy that I was talking to Chip that I didn't expect that, you know, but like in that moment, the realization that potentially the rest of our adoption was paid for. That's what was making me say no. <laughs> that was what was had me in like, oh my goodness, this is actually happening. You know, I left this in God's hands and this is actually happening. And he had some questions. I mean, he did not want to, he, in his words, he didn't want to come in on a white horse and just pay for everything. You know, he was looking yeah. for people to partner with in their dreams. And I have so much respect for that. Um, and he was just the nicest guy in the world. I mean, you know, we talked for about 15 minutes and was just, he was just as nice as you would expect him to be and very easy to talk to. Um, he wanted to know what we had done so far to fundraise. And so I told him all the things that we had done. And I also told him that we were having, um, we had plans in October to do a chili supper and silent auction. And um, then something called a refit marathon. My sister um, teaches, it's like uh, dance fitness uh, called refit. And um, so we had that coming up. So he said, okay, you know, he said, and so basically he just let me know that we were finalists and said, you know, keep working for, um, for the fundraising and, and the chili supper and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, to let him know after the chili supper, um, how much we still needed, you know, so that they would know <clears throat> But basically, so that's the point that we found out that we were finalists. And even though I had seen the previous year, I had seen everybody get checks <clears throat> that was never guaranteed to me. So at, at this point, I still just thought, you know, we're finalists. And, um, and so we went from there and we couldn't tell anybody. So um, we had to keep it to ourselves until after it happened. And we could tell like fam, like close family and stuff like that. Um, so I did tell a few people, but, um, but yeah, so that's how we found out we were finalists. That's awesome. So now you have all your money. And yes. I love that you had multiple ways to obtain it. Yes. You know, it's just not one source or, you know, working on a prayer. It's you said the prayer and then you went forward and, and did what you needed yes. to do. You, you right. put it in action. And I, I really think that's a, that's really awesome that, that you went forward with faith and knowing that you needed to do things to yes. make it accomplished. And I love that. That, that chip starter was a huge part of that, yes. but it wasn't the only part of it. You know, a lot, right. a lot of people, they'll put all their eggs in one basket and they'll think, mm -hmm. you know, this doesn't happen. You know, we, we won't be able to adopt. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But when you have multiple ways of, of reaching towards your goal, mm -hmm. I, I really like that a lot. Um, yes. I think, I think that anyone that is, going towards wanting to adopt you, there's so many resources out there mm -hmm. and you don't need to lose hope you need to have hope right exactly exactly and that's how we you know that's how we felt from the beginning um god is so for adoption and yep. so you know i mean i it, in some ways you know it makes it easier to jump in knowing that God is so for adoption. Like, um, it also, you know, I mean, I'm not going to be shy about this either. We've had spiritual warfare like crazy in the past six months. I mean, as soon as we said yes to this, um, back in February, a week after we made the decision privately that we were going to adopt, 
my husband slipped on ice and broke his arm. And then a week later, he was in the ER with a kidney stone. And then a week later, he got in a car wreck and totaled his van. And like, you know, it just, and those are financial, those are, yeah. we were being hit financially, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, we just had to say, okay. And it was almost like, it, it was just crazy. Like over the summer, like two out of my three kids were in the ER for stitches. And I've never had a child in the ER for stitches. And just every time one of these would come up, it would just almost be like motivation for me to say, really, you think this is going to stop me? This is not going to stop me. We are not going to stop. And, you know, when my husband got in the wreck and I had to go get him, once I found out he was okay and everyone involved was okay, I remember driving down the the highway literally saying out loud, you are not going to stop us. You are, you know, just speaking over the situation saying like, you know, that we are not going to stop. And, um, and it's, you do have to get that attitude. And I think so much of it is also when you don't know where the money is going to come from, because that, that was us. And I think that's part of what kept us from actively pursuing it because adoption has been on our hearts for years and Down syndrome adoption has been on our hearts for years. Um, but the financial side of it almost paralyzed us from even taking a first step. And so that's what I've encouraged because, you know, through this opportunity and like through the chip starter even like when we were still down in Waco the night after they get, we got our check and everything and um, people recognized us and we were able to share our story over and over and over and over. And so many people would say, you know, I've always thought about adopting, but I just don't know. And I was really able to just tell them, just take one step. Like you don't have to take every step at the very beginning. Um, I'm telling you, we are like three fourths of the way through the process and I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing, but I'm just taking the next step. Like what's, what's the next thing I have to do? And then once that's done, then I'll do the next thing, you know? And so what that looks like at the beginning is just reach out to an agency that could do your home study and, you know, make sure that they are a reputable agency and just go in and talk to them and say, we are interested in adoption. What does that look like? You know, what, what do we have to do? And, you know, they, they will help you in that process. And I, you know, I think obviously we did it in the timing that God wanted us to do it. But, you know, if we would have done that, we could have done that sooner. I will say it that way, you know, um, but we just didn't know what the first thing was to do. So, you know, that's what I would encourage people. If you're not committed to anything by finding out information, you know, you're not right. committed to anything by asking someone that, you know, that's adopted or just by contacting an agency and saying, you know, what do we have to do to do this? And it's not easy. It is the, Literally, the past six months have been the most difficult of our lives, um, easily, and um, it takes faith. I mean, that I mean, that's just when it comes down to it. It no going into it knowing that there are going to be times of struggle, um, and you need to prepare for that emotionally and spiritually, and and um, make sure that you're ready when those struggles come because they will absolutely come. You know, you, you're spending $36,000, but you're going to get a tax credit. That it's like 13000 some odd dollars, which, you know, doesn't cover everything, but golly, it's sure nice. Yes. Oh, yes, for sure. And especially because we have to pay taxes on our chip starter winnings. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so um, we generally get a, a really good tax refund. Yeah. Um, so we kind of just figured this year it we – it'll just cancel out because yep. of, of what we're going to have to pay in taxes on our, our chip starter. So um, that's the one kind of bummer because yeah. And I haven't even, so I, it's I, not considered a grant then. No, no, okay. it's not. We, like they sent us like 
like that's a 99 probably I don't know <laughs> uh, yeah. they sent us something referring to taxes and like made it clear that we would have to pay taxes on <clears throat> on that well once your adoption is finally when um when you file your taxes you can claim um money talk to your tax accountant about it but you should okay. be able to claim some of the money this year uh -huh. um, even if it's finalized in 2019. Oh, great. Okay. I didn't know that. I was so, so look into that um, because we, that's what we were able to do once. And then if you can't use all of the money, um, all of the adoption tax credit, uh -huh. you can actually move some of that forward to the next year or two. So like our daughter's adoption, we claimed it over two years and our boys, because they were, they were uh, a sibling group. Uh -huh. um, so we got to claim 26,000 and uh -huh. we'll be claiming that for the next couple of years. Uh -huh. So that's also kind of another nice little bonus uh -huh. um, yeah. that you'll be able to, to look into. Right, right, right. Um, we did also find out that um, my husband's work will reimburse us. They have an adoption um, assistance program, but they mm. will not reimburse anything until he is actually home. Yep. But that's okay because then, you know, I mean, financially, we're just getting into what all, you know, because he's going to require more medical, you yes. know, therapies and, and things like that once he comes home. Um, yes. So we're excited about that because that will give us something, you know, to help ease the medical or the medical burden, the finance, you know what I'm trying to say, the yes. finances of the medical part of yes. So, well, I'm Melinda, thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, thank you for letting me. I'm so happy to do so. I think that that when when someone is listening to this podcast and they are in the beginning of should we adopt? Mm -hmm. How are we going to come up with the money? Because thirty six thousand dollars is a lot of money, and yes. you know we have we have a house payment and a car payment. We have yes. student loans and we have credit card payments. Like, how are we going to have this forever family if financially we have to come up with so much, so much money? Like that's just impossible. Right. But listening to your story, it is possible and yes. you have to do it multiple ways and there's resources out there and you don't have to be yes. frustrated or think that it's never going to happen. Yes. And, and I love your story and I'm so glad that you have shared that with, with so many people, not only on my podcast, but on Instagram. I love like seeing your posts and like, <laughs> like yeah, all right, keep it up, keep it up. Yay. Know? Well, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I love sharing our story. Um, I love talking to people that are interested in adoption. And um, so this has just been awesome. I really appreciated and enjoyed speaking with Melinda today. She has a fantastic story, a wonderful heart, and I know that they're going to enjoy the adoption community. It is a fantastic club to belong to, and if you are on your journey to join this club, we welcome you with open arms. There were many things that we talked about today, particularly the Magical 7, Hogwarts Running Club, Rods Racing, Virtual 5K, Reese's Rainbow, some Facebook groups, the Madison Adoption Associates, Bonfire, Instagram, Chipstarter. I will be having all of those links on my website, familymoneycoaching.org. So if you are wanting to learn more information about those, I encourage you to visit my website at familymoneycoaching.org to learn more information about the things that we discussed today. I want to encourage you to also go to our website and subscribe so that you don't miss out on future resources for you 
during your adoption journey. I'm really excited about the next podcast. During that podcast, we will be discussing money mindsets and how they affect fertility journey. So make sure that you are subscribed so that you don't miss out on that.